Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. I'm Andy Hanasek, Senior Editor of Food Processing Magazine. To kick off our 2024 podcast series, we thought we would share another In Case You Missed It episode. For today's episode, we go back to our November-December 2023 issue. Our cover story for that issue was our annual Processor of the Year Award. Our award winner was JBS USA. I hope you enjoy the episode. The 2023 Processor of the Year, JBS USA. The Incredible Journey of JBS USA. Written by Editor-in-Chief Dave Fusaro and read by senior editor Andy Hanasek. It's been a remarkable and fast-paced journey for JBS USA. You might say the U.S. company went from zero to $30 billion in just 16 years. It also might be said that, in the process, the U.S. operation catapulted its Brazilian parents from a South American beef-only meatpacker to the biggest animal protein processor in the world. The SWIFT acquisition in the U.S. fundamentally transformed the JBS SA company. There's no doubt about it, says Wesley Batista Filho, CEO of JBS USA. The 2007 acquisition of SWIFT and company was the most pivotal moment in our history. JBS went from a $2 billion company to a $10 billion company overnight. JBS SA, based in Sao Paulo, Brazil, is a $73 billion US dollar global company now. It claims to be the world's biggest processor of beef and also of poultry, number two in pork. In this country, it's number one in beef and number two in pork and poultry. JBS USA, based in Greeley, Colorado, accounts for the biggest share of the parent firm's global sales, $30 billion overall, including $22 billion in beef and $8 billion in pork. Add to that, through a dotted line, $17.5 billion in poultry through its 80% ownership of Pilgrim's Pride, and the U.S. accounts for more than half of JBS SA's revenue but it consistently has accounted for an even greater share of the global corporation's profits. Last year, the earnings before taxes, et cetera, of those three JBS USA units, beef, pork, and Pilgrim's Pride, were $4.17 billion, nearly two-thirds of the global corporation's EBITDA. And that's down from an outstanding 2021 when the U.S. EBITDA was nearly $6.7 billion. While the purchase of once mighty Swift and Company was transformational and a huge building block, there has been a steady stream of acquisitions since. In the U.S., Smithfield's beef operations, Cargill's pork operations, Pilgrim's Pride, Empire Packing, Sunny Valley, Plum Rose, and Golden Plump and many more elsewhere in the world. Back in 2007, there was concern in some circles about a foreign company taking over a key U.S. food provider, 
especially one with the market share, name recognition, and long history of SWIFT. But in the years since, the new owners have proven to be great corporate citizens. The first thing they did was take the Greeley, Colorado meat plant from one shift to two, doubling employment, says Cameron Bruitt, head of corporate affairs, who at the time was a senior staffer on the U.S. Senate Committee on Agriculture in Washington, D.C. JBS USA also does a great deal for its employees, the communities it operates in, and the environment in general. Community college tuition is paid for all its employees across the country, as well as their children. JBS has partnered with state and local governments and non-governmental organizations to add nearly 1,500 new housing units in communities where the company has facilities. The company also has engaged with local child care providers, as well as boys and girls clubs and YMCAs to expand their facilities to provide slots for JBS workers' families. In the past few months, we've reported the tribulations of Tyson, Smithfield, Purdue, and other meat processors, with each of those companies closing plants and laying off people because of the current headwinds in the animal protein industry. JBS USA hasn't closed a plant or reduced its workforce in any material way. JBS USA has a fascinating story and is truly worthy of being our 19th processor of the year. We're focusing on JBS USA, although in some of the following discussions, it's difficult to separate the American organization from the global slash Brazilian one. Humble beginnings. JBS, by the way, are the initials of the founder, Jose Batista Sobrinho, who operated a small butcher shop in Annapolis, Gaios, Brazil. His fortunes suddenly changed in 1957 when his little butcher shop got a contract to supply meat to workers building Brazil's new capital in nearby Brasilia. He purchased the company's first meatpacking plant in 1970. In the decades following, JBSSA had become South America's biggest beef processor, but was looking to expand outside of Brazil and do so in a big way. The company already had grown significantly by acquisitions in South America and elsewhere in the world, including the operations of Swift & Company in Argentina. Swift, once the largest meat processor in the U.S., was experiencing difficulties in the U.S. Its ownership changed hands several times early in this millennium, including owners Beatrice Foods and Conagra, and ultimately, it ended up being owned by private equity firm Hicks, Muse, Tate, and First. Along comes this Brazilian upstart company that doesn't have specific experience in the U.S. market, but certainly understands the global beef business, says Bruitt. It didn't have a lot of exposure to pork and certainly no direct operational experience in the United States or Australia, so it was a huge risk. And I think most in the U.S. industry had their doubts. But this was not a hedge fund or a venture capital organization, he continues. JBSSA really believed in agriculture and the promise of the future. 
They were going to invest in those assets and make this once again a very productive business. The time was right, and so was the price. JBSSA paid $1.5 billion in cash for Swift & Company in mid-2007. We brought in a new management structure, but most of the other employees remain, says Bruett. We're good at turnarounds. Our motto is to create value through disciplined acquisitions at the right price, not just to grow for the sake of growth. One of the things about JBS is, yes, we are big, we are global, one of the largest food companies in the world, but we really operate autonomously in the different regions. So Australia is run by Australians, Brazil by Brazilians, and the U.S. is run by the U.S. There are some global synergies and collaboration, but in general, ownership is given to each region. We want them to be the best in their region, and we monitor the results and help when help is needed. JBS proved adept at acquisitions, and it also had an appetite for U.S. assets. So Swift & Company was just the first of many that would become JBS USA. In 2008, JBS acquired the U.S. beef operations of Smithfield. In 2009, it acquired a controlling interest in Pilgrim's Pride, an ownership stake that is now nearly 80%. In 2012, it extended its reach into Canada after buying XL Food, although JBS Canada is run as a separate operation. A busy 2015 saw the Brazilian parent acquire Tyson Chicken Operations in Brazil and Mexico, as well as Cargill's pork business in the U.S. Beef at its core. Meat processing, particularly of beef, is JBS's heritage and biggest single category. Despite that market's headwinds and JBS's own exploration of other food categories, the company has no plans to abandon that category and believes there will always be a need for animal meat, especially to feed a growing population across the planet. We're working in the most important job of all, feeding and nourishing the world, says John Crowder, head of beef marketing and retail sales. We're providing protein and nutrition. People are talking more and more about a movement back to fresh foods, foods that contain the essential vitamins and other vital nutrients with the lowest amount of calories possible. That's beef. If animal protein is to remain a solution to feeding the world, a global company like JBS would be best positioned to deliver the benefits efficiently, safely, and in the needed volumes around the world, Crowder says. While pork and especially chicken products are heavily branded, less than 10% of JBS USA's beef is, although the company is working to heighten the recognition of the few brands of beef that it has, says Crowder. We have Holstein, Angus, other specialty beefs, he continues. The Aspen Ridge brand is no antibiotics and is certified humanely raised. Grass Run Farms is grass-fed, 100% born, raised, and harvested in the U.S., and also no antibiotics. While still heavily invested in primary processing of beef, pork, lamb, and chicken, JBS USA and its parent are pursuing value-added products. It built an Italian meats and charcuterie plant in Columbia, Missouri, and upgraded a plant in Moberly, Missouri, for cooked bacon. Recent acquisitions include Sunny Valley Smoked Meats in California, which makes smoked bacon, ham, and turkey products, and the Empire Packing Business, which produces case-ready, branded retail products. 
if you look at the size of JBS and look at prepared foods as a segment, there's so much upside for us and so much excitement, adds Rick Foster, president of JBS Prepared Foods. You can see that in our new Italian meats plant and our new bacon plant. Prepared Foods is newer territory for JBS as a company, and it presents a lot of opportunities in food service, retail, snack, convenience. Beyond Beef. JBS SA has more than 400 business facilities around the world, 230 of which are directly related to the production of meat and value-added and convenience products. With operations in 15 countries and more than 150,000 team members, it sells in 100 countries on six continents. The company has the capacity to process more than 75,000 head of cattle per day, around 14 million birds per day, and more than 115,000 hogs per day. While JBS, both USA and SA, will keep meat processing at its core for the foreseeable future, both companies are pursuing other food categories, although apparently sticking with proteins. JBS SA bought into Huan Aquaculture, an Australian company raising Atlantic salmon in the Pacific Ocean. Also of interest to the global parent, but no longer to the U.S. operation, is plant-based meat analogs. JBS SA continues to explore the category, but JBS USA created a plant-based business, Plantera Foods, in 2020, but closed the operation at the end of 2022. An interesting development, also on the global front, is the parent firm's growing interest in cultivated meats. JBS SA last year bought a 51% stake in Biotech Foods, a Spanish cultivated meat company, enabling the latter to build a production plant in San Sebastian, Spain. The $40 million plant is expected to have an annual capacity of 1,000 tons when it begins operation in mid-2024. This September, JBS SA began construction on a cultivated protein R&D center of its own in Florianopolis in Brazil's state of Santa Catarina. When it opens at the end of 2024, it will be the largest research facility focused on food biotechnology in Brazil, the company says. JBS initially will invest $22 million in the JBS Biotech Innovation Center for the construction of lab facilities in phase one and a pilot plant in phase two. It will have a scientific team of 25 specialist postdoctoral researchers, as well as staff and clerical support. In total, the facility is budgeted for $62 million over three phases. In the third stage, an industrial scale model will be built to demonstrate the technical and economic viability of cultivated protein, a model for future plants that JBS may build globally to produce beef and other cultivated protein types. While those are global developments, cultured meats may one day become a part of the U.S. operation as the sector continues to grow and consumers demonstrate an increased appetite for traditional meat alternatives. JBSSA 
already is a leader in animal proteins in North and South America and Australia, and through Pilgrim's Pride, is the largest food company in the UK. But there are still growth opportunities in Europe, Asia, and Africa. We're always looking globally, says Bruett. Prepared foods is considered a key growth area. Adding value is the name of the game. Ultimately, getting closer to the consumer presents an opportunity for value creation and margin growth. So we've made significant investments in bacon, hams, deli meats, case-ready, prepared foods, and aquaculture across the global company. What will JBS look like in the future? I think in 20 years, JBS will still be a protein company at its heart. However, we think beyond protein. We are a global food company, says Nikki Richardson, head of corporate communications. The company is focused on providing food options that its customers and consumers want. We are keenly aware of the fact that by the year 2050, we'll have a significantly greater global population to feed. So we're looking at all kinds of ways of doing that, she continues. So I think we will continue to evolve, continue to diversify, and continue to provide a diversified portfolio of high quality food across many categories. For everyone listening in today to our Food for Thought podcast, thanks for tuning into this episode. You can find more of our podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere you can find podcasts. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future and have a great day.